0: There has been a lot of talk in the news lately about cancel culture. This is something imported from America, like reality TV. Why on earth do we here in New Zealand bring in the worst of American culture? What I am talking about is an effort to remove anything from culture or history, which could possibly offend someone. This movement is responsible in America for the bringing down of the statues of famous people who once owned slaves, never mind what else they did, and most of them did some great things, or they wouldn't have erected the statues. Never mind that erasing history is a favorite ploy of dictators and tyrants, and that those who forget the past are doomed to relive it. If it might offend someone today, let's get it out of here. This is a highly pernicious development. If we all went around afraid to say anything that might offend anyone else, we'd never say anything at all. We need to learn from history, particularly from the bad bits or we will never advance as a culture. But this line of argument makes no impact on certain individuals today who think that we can somehow create a perfectly clean and spotless culture in which we can all live happily ever after. Well, I hope these counselors never meet the Jesus who features in our gospel today. As we have just heard Jesus say, I came to bring fire to the earth. Do you think I've come to bring peace? Every household will be divided. Father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. That sure got to offend a few people. What happened to the peace of Christ, the love of Christ? What's going on here? What's going on is not so much peace as truth. Jesus, God, is love. But Jesus came above all to bring us the truth about God's creation. For too long, people had been believing false prophets, turning to other gods and trusting to superstition, which separated them from the true God. It is a wonder to me how often the Israelites forsook the God who brought them out of slavery and provided them food and a home in order to follow idols and foreign religions. Jesus came to earth to bring God's message of salvation to give us all an opportunity to turn away from sin and back towards God. That is repentance, a turning back to the good, away from the sinful. Thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ, we have this opportunity to be saved. And it is natural for us to want everything to be nice and peaceful. We may want to picture Jesus as a nice, mild-mannered fellow, spreading love and peace wherever he goes. We try to fit Jesus into our mold of how we think he should be. This is particularly true outside the church where there is much misunderstanding of God's nature. There is a perception that God will make everything nice and good. Good things will happen to good people. The bad will be punished and the faithful will prosper. I believe that this is true in the long run, for God certainly wants everyone to be saved. There is no doubt of that. The Old Testament is full of stories of how God acts over and over to gather all people to himself so that they will be his people. In one of my favorite passages from the prophet Jeremiah, God says, This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them. and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, know the Lord, for they shall all know me. God wants us to be his people. He wants every single one of us to be reconciled to him. This is God's love. And God's love is shown in the very act of the incarnation. We have another chance to follow God and live in his love, brought to us through the selfless sacrifice of Jesus. Now, God created the world in a certain way. He gave it a physical structure, which we explore through the sciences, He gave it a spiritual dimension, which we explore through religion. He gave it a moral dimension, which we explore through philosophy. He promises us that if we follow his laws and turn to him in faith, we may enjoy the full dimensions and opportunities and beauty of this beautiful world. It is all there for us to take hold of and to enjoy. But if God created rainbows, he also created thunderstorms. He created songbirds and he created scorpions. Not all is what we would call nice in God's world, but all is as God designed it. When Jesus says he has come to bring division, he is speaking out of the depth of his knowledge of human nature. After all, he created human nature. Jesus calls us to follow him, and that call he knows will be divisive. Remember his calling of the first disciples from Mark's gospel. As Jesus went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired man and followed him. James and John simply left Zebedee, their father, and walked away with Jesus. How did Zebedee feel about his sons deserting him? Already we see the division between father and son that Jesus is talking about. The call to follow Christ will divide families. In my own family, my mother never understood why my sister and I both became Christians as adults. Now, fortunately, in my case, she respected our decisions, even if she didn't agree with them, and there was no bitterness or ill feeling. But when we dedicate ourselves to God, we put God above everything, family, friends, and everything else in our lives. There is a division, but we do it because we know that the way of Jesus is the way of truth, and nowhere else will we find that truth. In no other way can we be in touch with the way the world really works than by putting our faith in the creator of the world. It is a division also in the sense that when we are baptized, we are created anew. Having received the Holy Spirit, we are essentially different from those who still live in the flesh, as Paul puts it. Our lives are changed does not mean that we live apart from the world, but God has made us holy, and that which is holy is set apart from the world. Our view of the world and our very being change. Therefore, Jesus is speaking nothing but the truth when he says he comes to bring division. Those who accept him are different from those who don't. And those who don't in his time as in ours are given notice that they must repent or lose their chance at eternal life in him. Jesus gives us this warning in love for us, but it is a serious warning, and our choice to follow him or not will have consequences. Uniting with Christ is more important than any human family relationships, and that is what Jesus is telling us.